Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are pleased to welcome Greg Alman, who covers the NFC South for Fox Sports. Uh, used to be with the Tampa Bay Times, covered the Bucks for a long time solely. So why don't we start there, Greg? Now that it's all said and done, how would you describe the Buccaneers season? You know, I think they exceeded expectations, um, even their own. I mean, I think outside, uh, there was not much expectation of anything for this team. You know, I think people, it was kind of easy to see that Brady was gone. Um, they had limited spending and replacing him. Um, and so you expected a big drop-off. You know, I think most people did uh, in a bad division even. So, no, for, for them to, uh, you know, to get another division title and, and you know, win a playoff game, uh, you know, in a year where you're really kind of taking your lumps financially um, with some of the salary cap pinches they were in. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Why did they exceed expectations? It can't be as simple as Baker Mayfield, though I know he's part of the equation. Yeah, Baker's certainly part of it, and he's probably, of all the newcomers, the biggest part of it. But, you know, I think, you know, Brady retired, but I think, you know, so much of uh, – the team that won a Super Bowl in, in 2020 um, is still around, you know, defensively, um, you know, I forget what the number is. I guess it's probably seven starters defensively that are back from that. So I just think, you know, that kind of laid the the groundwork for a team, you know, having high expectations and expecting a lot, even without the the leader they had. I mean, you know, this past year, you know, when Brady, Brady's last season in Tampa wasn't necessarily a great year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think kind of left behind the uh, Seth of our high, you know, I think that what, what Tom always knew was, you know, even a down year still can be a playoff year, you know? And I, and I think to some extent, I think that's, that's been left by him here in Tampa. This is just four years in a row in the playoffs three division titles, but that's as long a run as they've ever had here as a franchise. It's the only team in the NFC to have been to the playoffs four years in a row. One of them was a losing record last season, and this year they were fighting the whole way. So it speaks to, if nothing else, the culture of the franchise, that they're just willing to battle it out to the end. Yeah, oh yeah. And this is a team, you know, you go back, you know, they're four and seven at one point. So, I mean, that's one of those where there's very few teams – periods that have lost six out of seven in a season and made the playoffs. Um, so I think it speaks to, you know, being able to kind of weather the highs and lows um, and stay together. I mean, that's kind of the biggest part is, is to recognize that, you know, you can get back into it, but it's not going to be easy. They did that really well. I mean, they won four in a row to kind of get back on top of the division. 
And even then, I mean, if you think about, you mentioned, you know, them being eight and nine last year and, and mm-hmm. losing in the first round of the playoffs. I think it would have been really easy to duplicate that and not accomplish much besides hanging a banner. So I think for them to win another game on top of what they did last year and then to win a playoff game, I think definitely separated things. And even um, Sunday in Detroit was a loss, but it's a loss. It's a one score loss, you know, where they had the ball with two minutes to go and a chance to tie. So I think the fact that they stayed in, in these games and kind of fought to the end, if you will, speaks well to to who they are and, and how close they were this year. Greg Alman covers the NFC South for Fox Sports after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So often when a team falls out of the playoffs, and I think it has to do with expectations, the first gut reaction is, oh, fire the coach. It's time for a change. And yet we're not hearing any of that around Tampa. How did this team find stability, not just post-Brady, but post-Bruce Arians with his abrupt exit? Yeah, that was a lot to change there. Um, You know, and I think – the first year the Bulls had, because the coaching change happened in March, kind of later in the year, it wasn't necessarily entirely his team, the way you think about a, a new coach having a team. So there were some tweaks to his coaching staff after one year, uh, made some changes on offense. Dave Canales is the new coordinator here, and that was probably the biggest change. You know, I think having a second year uh, with Bowles as the head coach, you think about a team carrying a coach's disposition and mm-hmm. mentality and demeanor and all that. And I think this is probably a little closer to a Bulls team as opposed to an Arians team that Bulls took over this season. I think that's a big part of kind of the forward progress maybe that made them a better team in, in 23. Bowles has been steadfast in his support of Baker Mayfield. In fact, he called him, I think it was a warrior earlier in the season. <laughs> Why does Baker fit with the Bucks? Yeah, it's been neat. And then obviously Baker, you know, he's a guy, you know, former number one overall pick, certainly had every opportunity there in Cleveland. And, and you know, it was unfortunate for him that they they wanted to upgrade to Deshaun Watson, you know, and that obviously has worked a certain way for, for Cleveland the last two years. But Baker, if you look back to 2020, that was definitely um, probably the best that Baker had been, um, leading a team to the playoffs, career highs. I think 27 touchdowns that year. So when he came here to Tampa, I mean, I think there was an awareness that could be what, you know, what he's capable of. But if it didn't work out, if he didn't turn things around, this was probably his last chance to go into a season as a starter for a team. You know, you, you kind of run out of those opportunities eventually. You know, I think he still had to beat out Kyle Trask here. It wasn't necessarily given to him. Mm. But I think there was a recognition that, you know, you get this guy for $4 million. Um, you know, it, it's it's about the low end for starting quarterbacks to be. And I think he had a chance to reestablish himself and, and show that he can be a starting quarterback. And, you know, I don't think people expected quite the bounce back year he had um, mm-hmm. to, you know, reset career highs in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And a lot like 2020, you know, lead a team back to the playoffs and, and then win a playoff game as well. What do we know about a possible deal for him, Mike Evans, and some of the other key free agents? Where is the team with them? Yeah, there's four or five big free agents. That'll be a priority for them. They have the cap space uh, to get most of them back. Um, but it definitely starts with Mayfield. I mean, this is one where you know, I think he'll make about $6.8 million with incentives this year, and we'll, we'll be in line for so much more than that. So it's just a matter of figuring out what, I guess, what a contract is that makes him happy I don't think it'll be as high as some of these big quarterback deals in recent years in terms of Daniel Jones and some of the other top tier. I mean, I think a lot of people will point to Geno Smith, um, the deal he got 
last year from Seattle that was basically three and seventy-five million dollars. You know, I think Mayfield has an awareness of wanting to keep the best players around him too. So I don't, I don't think he gains much if he gets a massive contract, but doesn't have Mike Evans back or doesn't uh-huh. have Antoine Will and Winfield back. That's definitely um, something he's been aware of, and even publicly kind of said, "Hey, if he's back, he wants Mike back," and and he recognizes that sacrifices are going to have to be made by everybody if they want to keep everything together. So it's it's not just Baker. Again, Mike Evans will be easily the best receiver in this free agency class. If he gets out, Antoine Winfield's probably the best safety in this free agency class. You know, those three are huge. And then you have Levante David, who's you know played his entire career here. He's 33, so that's a little bit different. And then Devin White is, is probably the one that's most likely to get away as a former first-round pick and a big part of their Super Bowl team three years ago but somebody who who's really kind of fallen off a bit this year and taken a step back, didn't even really finish the year as, as a primary or starting linebacker. Does Mike Evans want to stay in Tampa? Yeah, very much. I mean, this one was where he, he's played his entire career right. here, 10 years in one place, talks about how, you know, I think he knows how rare it is to get to, especially a receiver, to spend your whole career in one place. You know, you think about that 14 draft class that he's a big part of, and everybody's bounced around. I mean, that's, you know, you got Brandon Cooks and a bunch of guys that are on four, if not five teams. And really, for a while, it was just him and Devontae Adams were the only guys that had stayed in one place. And even Devontae now has obviously moved on uh, from Green Bay. Again, I think he's very prideful, wants to be paid like a top tier receiver in the NFL, um, you know, and just finished out a, a five year deal that paid him about $16 million a year, which is fairly low by. <laughs> top tier NFL receiver standard. Right. So I think it'll be more than that. It's just a matter of if he wants it to be uh, 25, 27, 28 million, kind of in that Cooper Cup range, it might have to be with another team. I don't know if the Bucks are in position to pay that much, but they very much want him back. This is an iconic player here in Tampa, probably yes. the best offensive player in team history, um, has completely rewritten all of their receiving records, already has all the career marks for yards and touchdowns and receptions. Um, the game he had Sunday, I think he had 147 yards Sunday. Basically, the best receiving playoff game in Bucks history. I think he has the top four <laughs> receiving games. Yes. It's like it's one of those where the record book is, is him, <laughs> and and the, the ones that aren't him, Chris Godwin probably has half the other ones. <laughs> So uh, they've kind of rewritten the books here a little bit. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best. And he and Baker developed a rapport pretty quickly, it seems like. So you can understand why yeah. Baker definitely wants him back. Uh, Greg Alman covers the NFC South, not just the Bucks, for Fox Sports. And he's with us here after our CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk about the Falcons because I think at last check, they had interviewed 14 different candidates for head coach. What's the latest on that coaching opening? Yeah, casting a wide net and, and not afraid to go after the kind of the biggest fish that are out there. Um, I think Arthur Blank has always kind of been an ambitious owner as NFL owners go. So Jim Harbaugh is in that group. Bill Belichick is in that group. And then also now pretty much the top assistants that are available as well. I think once Belichick got a second interview, there are a lot of people that thought it might be his to lose or, or, or kind of you know his job, if you will, which is wild if you think about you know Belichick, his entire you know, you think about the last 24 years in one place, um, 10 Super Bowls, six wins. And you have the Falcons as a franchise have never won the Super Bowl. And you know, the closest they came, obviously, not winning it was because of Bill Belichick in 28-3 and, and that came there. So it'd be wild if that's the pairing. But they've continued to interview a lot of other people since then. Um, ben Johnson and Bobby Slug. I mean, the, the, the list of it's pretty much a who's who of the 
candidates who were available. And I think that speaks to um, this being a team that, you know, is really close to being a playoff team and probably just needs a, a coach and be a quarterback. Um, <laughs> is that all? And, and, and that's, too, that's too big, too big ones to check off. But I do think if they can find uh, the right guy at quarterback, the rest of this team, you know, lines up like a playoff team, especially in a division that, you know, is fairly up for grabs. Um, you can see why a lot of coaches are interested. What is Arthur Blank looking for? Yeah, he has really said, I mean, they talked about uh, having head coaching experience be a priority, which would that would definitely lend itself more towards the veterans in this group, whether it's Belichick or Jim Harbaugh or even Mike Vrabel, whose son was on the Falcons team this, this past year. They've pointed to those things, but I don't think they've locked into that. I mean, I think they've talked to some of the best assistants that are out there that are young, that are not even 40 yet, and would be a departure. You know, I mean, I think they had gone young offensive assistant three years ago when they brought in Arthur Smith, and that didn't necessarily work. Um, it's really easy sometimes for these NFL teams to, um, it's kind of like a, a rebound relationship where you go from the opposite of what you had before. If you had an old defensive coach, you go with a young offensive coach, and you kind of do the opposite of what you did that didn't work the last time. But I do think there's a desire to stay on the offensive side. We've seen that on, on, on most of the young assistants that have come in. Um, but if you look at Houston, if you look at D'Amico Ryans, that's a defensive-minded coach that was able to find the right assistant and really cultivate a, a great you know, young quarterback and, and develop uh, C.J. Stroud into who he's been this year. Greg, we know now that the Panthers have promoted a former player to their GM position. What's their next step? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they, you know, there's still five other openings, you know, five openings in the NFL right now. So they, they're still one of the least, you know, would argue one of the least attractive jobs that's still open just mm. because they have an owner who's fired three coaches in six years from a talent standpoint, you know, not a very talented team this past year. Uh, it's exciting to have a young quarterback in Bryce Young, but they obviously didn't have the year uh, that you expect from a number one overall pick, 11 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. So I think, you know, for someone to take this job, A, they have to buy into Bryce Young. They have to be sold on Bryce being somebody they think they can take a big step forward with. Um, and then, you know, also turn things around in a city that hasn't had a lot to be excited about, um, has gone a couple of years without being meaningful, without playing playoff football. You have to hope that David Tepper is a little bit more patient uh, mm-hmm. as an owner, just because, I mean, again, this is three times in his six years he's fired a coach in midseason. So, uh, I think there's going to be some consternation from any coach that comes in, just wondering whether he'll have the time to get the turnaround the franchise needs. Greg Alman covers the NFC South. We're working our way through so much transition, so many question marks. And I would say Bryce Young, uh, at least from the national perspective, is still a question mark. What was your opinion of his rookie season? Not the splash you want when you trade up so much that they traded to get the number one pick, DJ Moore, and multiple first-round picks, including the number one pick in this draft. Um, so, no, I think there were flashes you saw the end. I mean, it's one of those where you, you go 2-15, and 15, you're not going to have a whole lot of signature moments and exciting moments. Mm. But I think the, the end of the Packers game, um, even though it was a loss, was probably where he broke out and really showed something. I think he threw for 167 yards in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns. Um, didn't ultimately win, but kind of did all the right things. They had so few um, legit downfield threats on that team that, you know, I think it was a lot of short passes to Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, 
um, their rookie Jonathan Mingo had to moments. But for the most part, you know, this in terms of yards per attempt, this is the worst offense in the NFL. So um, you have to hope that you know that's not something that's scarring for Bryce Young. Um, for somebody that you know only lost three times in college as a starter, right. to go from that to two and fifteen is is a pretty jarring adjustment. But again, I think you know what you saw in Bryce was certainly a maturity, a leadership aspect that's hard to appreciate when you're losing as consistently as they lost. But I, I think there's there's not a shortage of people that still believe in him. Um, I mean, Todd Bowles, uh, the Bucks had them in Week 18. And Bowles was ridiculously complimentary of Bryce Young, just talking mm. about how he still thinks he's going to be one of the best to ever do it at his position, um, which is hard when you when you've seen so little flashes of of you know dominance in that first year. That leaves us with the Saints. And so, before I let you go, Greg, what is the biggest question facing them this offseason now that they've decided to keep Dennis Allen? Yeah, that was kind of the big thing. I mean, this is a team that you know is going to have some issues with the salary cap. I mean, they're about and he went into the offseason about $88 million over the cap. Um, this is something they've done before, um, but it's going to take a lot of maneuvering and restructuring and probably losing some of the better players to get, just to get under the cap. Uh, but no, I mean, it's one of those where this was a veteran group, you know, defensively finished 9-8. and eight. That's a tie for the best record in the division, just behind the Bucks on a tiebreaker. Let's finish the year well. I mean, Derek Carr probably had his best month in the final month of the season. I forget the finals, but it was like 12 touchdowns against two picks maybe in the last four games. Came out and really, really beat up on Atlanta in the last week of the season in a rivalry game. So I think there's a little bit of positive momentum there. Um, they're an older team on defense, so they're kind of defying the odds to have guys like Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, still playing at a high level at, at 36 and 34. Um, they need some of those younger guys on defense to start clicking and start paying off. They need to draft well. Um, but no, this is another thing where I mean they nine and eight. They're they're a tiebreaker away from winning division title. Right. They don't have to worry about a first place schedule. Um, so they'll be right there, especially if they can take a step forward on offense. I mean they've made some changes uh, on their offensive staff. Will there be new coaches in place there? You know if they can get a full season like the final month that Derek Carr had. There's a lot in play and a lot of talent that can get that team to really contend not only for the division but for for making a dent in the playoffs too. Definitely wondrous variety in the NFC South. Uh, so many possibilities moving forward and so much change. You can find Greg on Twitter at Greg Alman, A-U-M-A-N, covers the NFC South for Fox Sports, is based there in Tampa. Greg, thank you so much for a couple of minutes. It's great to catch up with you. Oh, sure, Amy. We'll do it again. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, 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 oh,